The Nativity 2023 Chapter 1 The train almost left without them. They hurried into the closing gap between the sliding door and the damaged door frame. They pushed their two battered suitcases first into the already full corridor and then squeezed on board. She was heavily with child, shawl over her head, hands crossed over her baby, already kicking, feeling her own stress inside. She was not used to people and noise. She knew her already, had already been spoken to quietly by the night watchers who told her it was true. She looked at her husband as they squeezed down the crowded corridor, so young, younger than her for sure, yet her betrothed. He was kind, gentle, a computer software engineer of some repute in Kiev, now without a business, without a home, yet like her, with the most important message to take to the world. She felt the message inside her, hope being born in the life she carried within her. She smiled. Joseph looked for a seat for her, asked the grey-worn, anguished passengers again and again, pointed at her belly, begged with his hands, pleaded with his eyes. But people turned away, clutched their belongings ever tighter, just looked blankly ahead as the train shuddered forward into the cold and darkness of an unknown future. He struggled to push and pull the two suitcases along the corridor through other passengers' belongings, the baskets and boxes and bags of food and hidden sleeping animals in makeshift cages. The people, they swore, they grunted and pushed him backwards. Only when they saw her did they let him pass. Even then, with quiet curses and mumbling which made her belief and hope in others, fade, flicker, and almost die. But the light inside her was warm, reassuring. Her baby was a star of new life within her, and she could trust in that. She glanced in the steaming window, saw the twilight world of war behind her broken reflection slip slowly by. Broken houses, factories aflame, gunshots and explosions that rattled the train as it hurried forward. The passengers around her ducked down, screamed and cried out, chanting prayers and mantras. She held on to Joseph, resting her head against his shoulders, feeling his body strong like iron, supporting them both. But she was tired, so very tired. If she could just lie down... Sit down, even for a few minutes, it would help. But the guard stood before them, impassive, chain-smoking, his rifle hanging heavily and diagonally across his chest, his uniform spattered with mud, crimson-stained with red splotches in places, filthy with weeks of battle, his beard matted with grease, remnants of food, and prematurely streaked with grey. His hard steel-blue eyes watched them, saw through them both, looked into the middle distance behind to the rushing glimpses of the wasteland as it passed behind the cracked and smudged windows. Refusing to look even, to see the swelling and bundles of cloths around her waist. She needs to sit down, Sergeant, 
Yosef was too tired to ask, just stated what was clear to them both. In his deep, respectful voice, he continued almost in a whisper, She's due at any time now, please. Yosef was also tired, the burden almost too much for him since Maria had told him her news a month ago. In the rubble of their home, he remembered the dust, the smell of death, the burning plastic, the metallic heat of shelling, and the shock of the silence in the lull of the battle for his hometown. He thought he had seen the night watchers go slip between the broken kitchen wall and their shattered garage. They were mostly jeered at by both sides of the war, the watchers, as they always carried small gifts of hope from the West and promises of a better future if only they'd believe. Naive, blind to what was really happening, and given they had chosen to come to Kiev, a place of irreplaceable loss, a place of war and despair. He sighed. He'd only believed Maria, and now he doubted. But she was his truth. If he could not trust, believe in her, then everything was gone. He would become like their home. A small mountain of rubble and collapsed memories, useless for anyone except the rats, who gnawed at the leftovers of the lives and memories that had been left behind. Unmoved, the soldier looked past them. As stubborn as the guard, Yosef moved closer, reached out, and touched the man's rifle with two fingers. I will stand guard with you. No one will leave. Let her rest. He paused, hearing the voice that he'd come to trust inside his very soul. And we will name her after you. The guard looked at Yosef. His massive head and broad shoulders trembled like rocks upon a mountain. He lifted the rifle from his shoulders, bowing his head towards Maria as he did so, and smiled, a deep, full, rounded smile that revealed a mass of blunt and broken mouth of teeth. Take it, he said deeply. Take it, and maybe they'll remember me. He stepped aside and handed his rifle to Joseph, who took it and immediately gave Maria space to move behind him and walk past the soldier to the small guard's carriage and exit door. She whispered an almost inaudible thank you and entered into the smoke-filled room. Yosef thought for a moment, gave the rifle back to the soldier. Let us guard each other, he whispered, the words coming again from the voice inside him. The child will protect you, and you can protect what is not yours. The soldier, puzzled, stepped aside and let Yosef pass too. My mother, he barked gruffly as Yosef squeezed past his imposing bulk. My mother was Sarah to me. The journey was interminable. Stops between stations, longer at stations, crouching blindly in the darkness and the cold beyond her window. Every stop she could see brought more people into the train. Smoke, damp, coughs and cries, the wounded, the lost, the anxious and scared, all pressed together in a last attempt to escape the futile horrors of war. And now... And now, her baby was with her, a live suckling, glowing with belonging as she felt her place and press for warmth and love against her breast. 
for Sarah had been born in the early night, shortly after the guard had given over his cabin. Resting on a bag of empty munition sacks with the guard's large winter jacket pocket as her snug bed, she glowed and smiled at her mother as the train rocked from side to side and the night passed into the first fleeting fingers of daylight through the blurred carriage window. Yosef and the guard had helped and fussed at the berth, the guard fetching hot water from the flasks of soldiers who all peered into the strange makeshift space, their eyes filled with both hope and fear, love and contempt with whatever truth they thought they carried within them. Sarah would turn her head and look at each in turn, Maria too, as Yosef pulled the ragged blanket now curtain of the guards to one side. Each, having stared at the child, in turn looked and fell into silence, the mirror of their own beliefs and lies crumbling into glimpses of light across their broken lives. The train juddered suddenly to a halt. Maria, seated, rocked forward, protecting her baby with folded hands. Yosef stumbled against the soldier, who righted both and turned to look over his shoulder. Inspectors! whispered the soldier. I will answer their questions. Do you have papers? Yosef nodded. Give them to me, now, quickly. Yosef reached into his pocket, hidden beneath his shirt, and pulled out the documents and handed them over, a little reluctantly. All will be well. Just let me speak for both of you, all of you. He corrected himself and turned to greet the officials. He grabbed his rifle and pushed Yosef into the carriage and slammed the door and pulled the curtain across quickly. There were three. Three inspectors. The first small and angular, a weasel of officialdom. The second, a rotund brute with malice in his cold, sapphire, hard eyes. The last, thin, tall, a giant of bone and discipline, with a face partly fallen, twitching and grimacing as he looked beyond the guard. Well, I can for a man and a pregnant woman. The weasel droned without any greeting or unexpected pleasantries. An enemy of the state, computer programmer, broadcaster of lies and propaganda. His words spat out of his cruel mouth, a blasphemy of evil born of hate and power. She carries his child, one we know if to be born would be a direct descendant of the ousted so-called leader of rebels. Maria could hear his voice and held her daughter tighter to her breast, hidden beneath the guard's greatcoat. Yosef started to sweat, tremble beneath his layers of clothing. He knew Maria's lineage, kept secret from even his own family and friends, and warned by the night watchers to reveal to none until the time was right to do so. He heard the voice again. Do not be afraid, Yosef. Do not be afraid. She stands with you. Trust her. Yosef moved closer to the roughshod curtain and heard fragments of conversation. It was a second voice. Guard! Guard, have you seen them? They were observed coming into the train. His voice was as black as cold and as cold as the night that had passed from view. Believe us, 
continued the thin giant in voice, as wheezing as it was precise. They represent the threat to our expanded country, our borders, the liberation of our peoples. The guard looked in turn at the three, wiping his brow with the back of his sleeve. Joseph could see through the crack in the curtains. For the moment had come. The moment the guard had to trust, to betray or die. He had to choose a miracle or instant death. He heard the silence around him, listening, waiting to hear how he would answer. Fellow soldiers, passengers, the trusted, the despised, enemies and friends, all of them on the journey together. There was no time to choose to believe in life or to choose this continuous death in life. They did not come aboard, sir. I would know if they did. There is not enough room even to press two hands together and pray. He watched as the three guards, the three inspectors pushed past him, pushed past him and searched each seat, each face and carriage, looking for the lie that was the truth. And outside... The daylight stretched across the morning. The three soldiers watched the train shudder, tremble and slowly thunder away from the small countryside station, further and still further, leaving the dark with the dark and the shadow, for now, of a falling night.